بسم الله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue with the series of Ramadan reminders by looking at a topic in which we touched upon in yesterday's reminder. And we want to look at it and further examine it as relates to us and our communities. Because we have to be of those who are self-reflective. Those who look at themselves and examine themselves. Those who are constantly striving to better themselves. And are constantly striving for self-improvement. So that we may benefit. And also so that we may be a source of benefit for others. This is of tremendous importance. So we want to look again at some of the traits and characteristics of Banu Israel of the people of Israel, the children of Israel. Because we want to weigh ourselves as relates to that which they were upon and that which they had fallen into. As mentioned, there are a lot of similarities between the two nations. And this is from the reasons that their story is often mentioned inside the Quran. The most mentioned story inside the Quran are all connected to the children of Israel. And likewise, the Prophet, which is mentioned the most inside of the Qur'an, is Nabi Yuna Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, the one who was sent to the children of Israel. And the ulama, they mentioned because of the similarities that are between us, and that that which they have fallen into, then us as a nation, we are at risk of falling into it. So we want to look at the issue of calling to good and forbidding evil. Now, we want to look at the issue of calling to good and forbidding evil and where do we stand as relates to that. Because as mentioned, you had facets from Banu Israel, some of those who they will not call to good. You had others who they would forbid evil and then they will not follow that up by any type of real censor. So they would forbid evil in one hand, but then they, yet they would still eat and drink and sit with the people that they had admonished, and they will not have any type of follow-up. Then you had from amongst them those who they will not call to, or they will not forbid evil. Naam, they will not forbid evil, and in particular they will not forbid the evil in which they themselves were, were victims or guilty of doing that evil in which they were the perpetrators of, then they wouldn't speak about that. Naam, they will leave that. And also, they will not call to good, nor forbid evil in general, as related to those who they call the Gentiles. As related to the Gentiles, then they will not call them to good, nor forbid them from evil, period. Naam. And likewise, they were those who, they did not implement that which they would encourage and they will not do that which they knew that they should have been doing. Naam. So they were neglectful of themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inside of his noble book, he says, أَتَأْمَرُونَ النَّاسِ بِالْبِرِّ وَتَنْسَوْنَ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ تَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says what means, And do you call mankind? to righteousness while forgetting yourself? Do you call mankind to righteousness whilst forgetting yourself? And you are those who are reading the book and you are reciting the book. Have you no intellect? Have you no understanding? Have you no intelligence? Naam. 
Now I want us to look at this as it relates to us as Muslims. And in particular I want us to look at this in the standpoint of Muslims who are in Western countries. Muslims who are in Western countries. Muslims who are a minority and a non-Muslim majority. Where do we stand as it relates to this? Now so I want us to look at it from that standpoint and through those lenses. Again, self-reflecting. Improving upon that which needs improving. And correcting that which is in need of correction. Imam Sa'di, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, as relates to Allah ta'ala's statement, أَتَأْمَنُونَ nas bil birr. Do you command the people to do good? bil iman wal khair. In general, do you command them to do good? Do you command them with belief and the like? وَتَنْسَوْنَ أَنفُسَكُمْ But yet you forget yourselves. Ay, تَتْرُكُوهَا That you forget yourselves. عَنْ عَمْرِهَا بِذَلِكْ You forget to call yourselves to do good. Naam. You forget to call yourselves to do that which you know you should do. You forget to call yourselves to iman. And bithnillahi ta'ala, we'll come back to this point and we'll touch upon this. But the people of Israel, they knew. They had ilm. Those learned one from amongst them. They had ilm. They knew that the Prophet wasallam he was indeed Allah's messenger. They knew that it was upon them to follow him wasallam. They knew it was upon them to believe in him. Yet they did not believe in him. They refused. They turned their backs on what they knew they should have been doing. Naam. And again, I want you to pay very close attention to these characteristics. Because the characteristics in which they have fallen into, we are at risk of falling into. Naam. That they were individuals who they neglected themselves. They neglected calling themselves to good. So that's... They did not call themselves to believe in Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They did not call themselves to do the good in which they knew they should have been doing. Is this us, ma'am? And Allah Taala, He's mentioning this, and Imam Sa'di He mentions al-hal at the time and the situation is as such as they're calling people to do good and they're forbi- and they're forgetting themselves in a circumstance where they are they are reading the book, they are studying the book. Wa antum tasluna al-kitab. You are forgetting yourselves at a time in which you are reading the book. You have knowledge of the book. You are reciting the book. Now, how applicable is this to us now in Ramadan? Where you have many of the Muslims, not the vast majority of the Muslims, they are striving to read Allah's book. They are striving to recite Allah's book. They are striving to recite the Quran, to make a finish of the Quran one time, multiple times, and so on and so forth. We are reading Allah Ta'ala's book wherein there are the rules and legislations of the Sharia, where are they in the guidance, where are they in the prohibitions and things we are to stay away from, things we are warned against falling into, so on and so forth. All of this is there inside of Allah's book. The rules and regulations, the judgment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all there inside of Allah's book. Are we also going to take the same route? That we're going to encourage others yet we don't encourage ourselves. We're going to command others to, to do good, but we're not going to command ourselves to do good. Ma'am, while we are reading the book, الكتاب, and you are reading the book, do you not have an intellect? Do you not possess understanding? Imam Sa'di, he mentions, as it relates to this particular point, as relates to Allah Ta'ala's statement, Do you not possess an intellect? That the aql has been named the aql. The intellect has been named the intellect. Because by way of his intellect, an individual, he will understand, he will have understanding of that which will benefit him from good. He will utilize his intellect or she will utilize her intellect to fully understand, to fully have knowledge and comprehension of those things in which will be good for them, that will bring them good. And they will utilize their intellect to gain a full understanding of those things that will hurt them, 
so that they could stay away from them. So they will utilize their intellect so they will understand those things that will hurt them and thus stay away from them. So those things in which that they should have been doing, they utilize their intellect in order to fulfill the obligations. Those things in which that they should be staying away from, they utilize their intellect in order to stay away from it and to stay away from the paths that lead to that particular thing. This is the functionality of the intellect. Ma'am, this is the functionality of the intellect. The functionality of the intellect is so that we may apply the rules and regulations in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent down. It is not the functionality of the intellect to try to challenge yani, the rules and the regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to yani, challenge the guidance in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has sent to us. No, this is not the functionality of the intellect. The functionality of the intellect in order to be utilized so that we can fully understand and grasp that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to do and then perform it in the manner in which we have been shown to perform it by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be upon the Quran, to be upon the Sunnah as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah this is what the intellect is for to help us accomplish this Naam. so that we may do what will benefit us and stay away from that which will harm us وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ الْعَقْلِ يَحُثُّ صَاحِبَهُ أَنْ يَكُونَ أَوَّلْ فَاعِلْ لِمَا يَأْمُرْ بِهِ because the aql, the intellect, it encourages its possessor, it encourages its owner naam, to be from the first of the people who implement that in which they are calling to. This is what the intellect calls us to do. To be the first of the people. If you're going to call someone to doing good, then the intellect encourages us to be the first of the people to do the good. Because how are you going to call someone else to do good that you yourself are not doing? So if you call them to do good, then you yourself have to be what? Doing good. You yourself have to do the good. Naam. This is what the intellect encourages us to do. Naam. Wal tarik. Lima yanha anhu. And to be the first of the people to abandon and to leave off that in which you are forbidding. Naam. If you are forbidding people from something, if you are forbidding others from something, then the intellect, then the intellect, then it will encourage you to be from the first of the people to abandon and to leave off that which you are warning the people from you understand this is because to be put another way this this could enter into what is called common sense now when we say this is just common sense that if you're going to command with something that you do it if you're going to prohibit something then you yourself should be staying away from it that's just common sense that just makes sense now but as one of the elders told me a long time ago, and as the days go on and time passes, I start to see the truth in that so much, so much, so much, so even more so than when it first the statement was first mentioned to me. But that is the statement that common sense is not as common as you think. Ma'am, that common sense is not as common as you think. Wa'iyadu billah. kulli hal. فَمَنْ أَمَرَ غَيْرَهُ Imam Musa'ani, he goes on to say, فَمَنْ أَمَرَ غَيْرَهُ بِالْخَيْرِ لَمْ يَفْعَنْهُ أَوْ نَهَاهُ عَنِ الشَّرِّ لَمْ يَتْرُكْهُ دَلَّ عَلَىٰ عَدْمِ عَقْلِهِ وَجَهْلِهِ Whoever commands people to do a good of which they themselves are not doing, or to forbid them from an evil that they themselves are actually doing, and they have not left, then this is an indication that they have no intellect and, they, and, 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 and this is an indication that they are ignorant it points to the lack of their intelligence and it points to their ignorance Naam? because only a person who is non-intelligent will fall into this category where they're calling people to do something in which they themselves are not doing Naam? and they're telling people to stay away from that which they themselves are doing you will say and you would deem this person as being one who is not intelligent I'll give you an example if an individual knew of a way, knew of a sure way, that if you do X, Y, and Z, you will become a millionaire. Ma'am, if you do X, Y, and Z, you will become a millionaire. And then they call people to do it. They call people to this program or this strategy by way in which one could become a millionaire. And the people that they called to do it, they became millionaires. Ma'am. However, 
when we when we when we investigate the situation of this particular individual, we find that they were living in squander, that they were in extreme poverty. Yet they knew the route to become a millionaire, and they were calling others to it. But they themselves had yet to embark upon it. Now, so anybody who would see this and come to know the situation, they would what? They will have serious doubts as relates to the intellectual capacity of this person. They will have serious doubts. They will start to believe that this person has to be on some level intellectually challenged. This person has to be on some level intellectually challenged. Because if you know the route to become a millionaire and you call others to it, but you yourselves are not but you yourself are not doing it, then this points to there's some deficiency inside your intellect because this doesn't make sense. You see? Does it make sense? Nah. And then vice versa as well. Yani vice versa as well. This will point to the lack of intellectual capacity of an individual, the lack of an individual's intellect. And it will also point to the ignorance. Especially Especially if they are those who they have knowledge of the thing. If they have knowledge of the thing, if they have in about this particular thing, and they themselves are not doing it, then this will point to the lack of their intelligence and this will point to their ignorance. And also, this will show that the proofs and evidences have been established against this person. That the proofs and the evidences have been established against this person. Because how can this person now come and launch and put forth an argument that they didn't know when in fact they knew? Naam. So this will be the establishment of the proof against that person. So I, I remind you of the statement of the Prophet wasallam That the Quran, well, Quran hujjatun laka aw alayk. That the Qur'an is a proof for you or against you. The Qur'an is a proof for you or against you. Naam. Imam Sa'di, he goes on to say, And this verse, Even though it came down as relates to the people of Israel, Naam. Or, even though it was sent down for the reason and due to the children of Israel and what they used to do, it is still general for every person. It is still general for every person. So it applies across the board in general. The Qawlihi Ta'ala Due to Allah Ta'ala's statement, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who believe, Lima taqooluna ma la taf'aloon. Why do you say that which you don't do? Kabulu maqtan indallahi, an taqoolu ma la taf'aloon. Is Allah Ta'ala's statement, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, Lima taqoolu, Lima taqooluna ma la taf'aloon. That, O you who believe, why do you say that which you do not do? It is most hated and grievous, yani, indeed, with Allah. It is most hated with Allah that you say that in which you do not do. That you say that in which you do not do. So this is across the board. Everyone is commanded to establish that in which that they are calling to and to stay away from that in which they are prohibiting. Naam. And Memo Sa'di, he goes on to mention, which is very important. And again, I want us to reflect upon this as relates to ourselves and our condition. As relates to ourselves and our condition. Naam. وَلَيْسَ فِي الْآيَةِ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ إِذَا لَمْ يَقُمْ بِمَا أَمَرَ بِهِ أَنَّهُ يَتْرُكُ الْأَمْرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ it is not inside of the ayah, because some people misunderstand this. There is not a proof inside of the ayah which states that if a person is not implementing that in which they are calling to, that in which they are commanding with, 
then they can leave off calling to good. That just because you yourself are not establishing it, then you can abandon calling to good. munkar, And you could abandon forbidding from evil. Just because you're doing it evil doesn't mean that you have now an option to not tell people that that thing also is haram. You still have an option to tell them it is haram, even if you yourself are falling inside the haram. But the point here, the point here is that what is that no one is given a license to do this or to do that, but rather they are commanded to what to do the good in which they call to, and to stay away from the evil in which they are prohibiting. This is the point. Now, this is the point. Calling to good and forbidding evil is a must. We have to call to good. We have to forbid evil. Naam, it is intellectually lacking to call to good that you don't do and to prohibit evil that you do. But you still have to call to good and forbid evil. So now what is your only real course of action except is to do the good in which you're calling to and to stay away from the evil in which you are warning from. لِأَنَّهَا Because the verse itself دَلَّتْ عَلَى تَوْبِيخُ because the ayah has in it a warning. It has in it a warning as relates to the two obligations. It has in it a warning as relates to the two obligations. Naam. Wa illa al ma'noom al insan Because it is well known that it is upon a person two obligations. There's upon a person two obligations. Naam. Amru is that they have to command others they have to command others and to prohibit others they have to call others to good and prohibit others from evil but at the same time they also have to call themselves to do to to, uh, to good and do that good and prevent themselves from evil and stay away from that evil themselves for and leaving off one of the affairs is not a license to leave off the other affair. Meaning that if you are not calling yourself to do good, then this does not give you license to not call others. If you yourself are not staying away from the evil, this doesn't give you license to not command others to stay away from the evil. Naam. But rather, as the Imam he mentions, But what is the يعني, most complete as relates to this affair is that an individual calls others to establish that an individual, excuse me, that an individual they establish both affairs. So they call themselves to do good and they do it. They call others to do good. They prevent themselves from evil and they stay away from the evil. And they warn others and prevent others from evil. This is the most complete uh, as relates to this situation. And this is how we are to be. This was an affair that the children of Israel had issue with. They came up short as relates to it. Naam? So you had some that, fall in, that fell into this and some that fell into that. Naam? So my question now to us is that what are we going to do as relates to this reality? Are we going to continue to be of those who call people to do good that we ourselves are not doing? Or prohibit them from evil that we ourselves are doing? Or are we going to be of those who don't call anyone to good? Nor forbid anyone from evil? Are we going to be of those who call people yani, uh, to do good but don't implement it? Are we going to be of those who yani, uh, call people to good? Prevent them from evil, but then when they are not compliant, that's it. There's no follow-up. We still sit with them. We still eat with them. We still drink with them. We still act like everything is okay. Are we going to be of those individuals who refuse to call people or yani, warn people from an evil that we ourselves are guilty of and have fallen into? Are we going to be this these, these type of people? Or are we going to do what we are commanded to do and be of those who call people to do good and we are doing the good because we have called ourselves we prohibit people from doing evil 
And we ourselves are staying away from that evil because we have prohibited ourselves. Now, I'm, I, I'm, I'm asking this now. I'm asking this. Where do we stand as relates to this particular affair? The Imam, he goes on and he mentions, he says, He said, in his establishing one of these affairs without the other, it is not at the highest of the affair. But it is not the latter of the affair. Meaning that if we do one of the two, then this is not the completion. The completion that we call ourselves and others to do good and we do good. We prohibit ourselves and others from doing evil and we stay away from evil. So if you're lacking, then of course this is not the complete of the affair, right? Because you have done one. But at the same time, it is not the worst of the two. It is not the worst yani, uh, uh, situation like the latter where you don't do any of them. Now, so it's not as good as the best and it's not as worse as the worst. However, however, we have to realize that when we are calling people to something, when we are giving da'wah, we have to realize, as Imam he mentions, وَأَيْضًا أَنَّ النُّفُوسِ مَجْبُولَ عَلَىٰ عَدَمِ الْإِنْقِيَاتِ لِمَنْ يُخَالِفُ قَوْلُهُ فِعْنَهُ But the soul is of such is that they will reject compliance to an individual who their statement contradicts their action. Now, they general people, they don't have any respect for that. Their statements contradict their actions. They're calling you to do something, but you see they're not doing. They're calling you to act and behave in a way that you see yourselves that they are not acting and behaving in that way. Now, and we all know the parable that comes in the English language that comes as ridicule of, you know, this particular uh, affair. And that it has to be in compliance. As it said, what is good for the goose is good for the gander. Meaning that if you tell someone to do something and you yourself should be doing it. If you tell someone to stay away from something, you yourself should be staying away from it. Now, and of the ridicule as relates to the statement... Do as I say, not as I do. No one respects that. Is this that situation? Do as I say, not as I do. People are not inclined to accept that. Naam. فَاقْتِدَاؤُهُمْ فَاقْتِدَاؤُهُمْ بِأَفْعَالْ أَبْلَغُ مِنْ اِقْتِدَائِهِمْ بِأَقْوَالِ الْمُجَرَّدَةِ Because their compliance or their following and imitating actions, right? They're being influenced by actions is greater than them being influenced by statements, by mere statements. Naam? So people will pay more attention to what they see than over what they hear. They'll pay more attention, they'll be more affected by what they see than they will be by what they hear. Naam? So I want all of us to take this into consideration. Where are we as relates to this? Where are we as relates to this? Where are we as relates to contradicting the people of Israel? As relates to their actions and how uh, yani, they would uh, implement calling to good and forbidding of evil. Now, before we say this or before we say that, you know, before we get into these um, defenses of ourselves and so on and so forth, I really want the Muslims to be self-reflective and to look as communities. Now, and of course, what, what yani, not every community is the same. Not every area is the same. Not every masjid naam, is, is the same. However, we are a global community. We are not separate communities. We are not communities that are disconnected from one another. But we are a, a global Muslim body. We are a global Muslim body. Naam. So I'm saying that to say that this. You may be doing something good in your particular area. And that's, alhamdulillah, that's good. And this is what you're encouraged to do. Naam, and this is what you have to do. But at the same time... If there are Muslims who are in adjacent areas who are not doing and doing this and fulfilling this, then they have to be checked. They have to be reminded. They have to be advised. And their actions cannot be tolerated. Their actions cannot be tolerated. As Muslims, we are supposed to be of individuals who are a benefit to mankind, are a benefit to a society. 
as Muslims, when we move into an area, that area should become better. Now, we should not help and aid in the destruction of that area. We should not help and aid in destroying the inhabitants of that area. We have to be of those who we benefit whoever we come into contact with, whether they are Muslim or they are not Muslim, that we benefit all those that we come into contact with. Because remember, you had from the Jews, you had from the Jews, as the ulama they explained as it relates to this area, that they will not call themselves to good. They will not call themselves the good and they will not call others to the greater good. The greatest good of what? Of entering into Islam. They will not call people to enter into Islam. The Prophet ﷺ, he came and he was sent and they knew he was the Prophet of Allah. They knew he was the Messenger of Allah. But they didn't accept Islam and they did not encourage others to accept Islam. Do you understand? When it came to the Jews, we know the way of the Jews. You can do unto the Gentile like you cannot do to the Jew. Naam. You can do to the Gentile what you cannot do to the Jew. So amongst themselves, they'll deal with interests, naam, with non-Jews. But when it comes to amongst themselves, to the Jews, no, no, no. We don't, we don't treat each other like that. We treat them like that. We don't treat each other like that. Naam. There are many people, many Muslims around the world, and many Muslims here in this country, in America. Now, I'm, I can't speak for other parts of the West because I, I don't know. I don't, I, I've never lived there. You understand? So, in Canada and France and Britain and yeah, it's Belgium, so on and so on. I cannot speak for what goes on in these places. I, you know, But for America, I can speak for what goes on in America. How hypocritical is it for individuals to always be on their tongue? Yahud this, Yahud that. Look at the Yahud. Look at this. Look at that. Israel is Israel that. So on and so forth. Now I'm always upon their tongues. But yet, when you step back and you examine their situation and their actions, you find that they're acting just like the Jew. They're acting just like the Jew. Remember, the Jew says, "We can do to the Gentile what we don't do to each other." Ma'am, Tayyib. Those individuals now. Those individuals now. They know who they are. And for those who don't know who they are, this is who they are. Those individuals who own corner stores in America. Those individuals who own corner stores in America, which are predominantly in low-income areas, are predominantly in low-income areas. They are predominantly in what is called yani, uh, vegetable deserts, naam, where people don't have access to good quality food and so on and so forth. hal. We know what is the main commodity of most of these corner stores. We all know this. Ma'am. The main commodity of these corner stores are liquor, all types of alcoholic beverages, all types of paraphernalia for marijuana and other types of illegal drugs. Ma'am. And I'm saying the paraphernalia. I'm not saying the brothers are dealing drugs out of their sight. No, but the paraphernalia, the rolling paper that they use to roll up their yeah, any marijuana cigarettes or joints. Naam. It's sold there. You understand? Uh, and the like. You know. You know uh, what I'm referring to. Those who know. Those who don't know. I, I'm not going to be the one to educate you about this evil. Pork skins. Pork rinds. All types of things like this. Clearly sold inside of the stores of the Muslims. Pig feet. Some places. Yeah. Any, yeah, and he, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and the like, sold inside of these places. Now, the question now becomes, how in the world is this not acting like the Jew? You are interacting with the kuffar, with the understanding. We can sell to them because they're kuffar. We can sell to them because they're kuffar. Ma'am? But yet, but yet, when it comes to the Muslims, you won't sell it to the Muslims. When it comes to the Muslims, there are even products that are halal. Naam? There are products that are halal. But because they may have an ingredient in it that misinformation has gone off and said that it is yani, haram, they'll tell you, brother, no, don't buy that candy, brother. That candy is not haram. I mean, that candy is not halal. That candy is haram. That candy haram. Don't buy that candy, brother. It's haram for you to buy that candy. 
So my response always when I meet this misinformation is to go back to the obvious. Then why are you selling it? If you deem it to be haram, why are you selling it? Naam? And if we have question or if you have any question or doubts about the yani, whether this candy is haram, then you know good well that that 40 ounce of alcohol is haram. There's no debate about that. You know that those alcoholic beverages that are in your refrigerators back there, you know that's haram, but you're selling it. You will sell it to them, but you won't sell it to me. This is an indication that the Muslims, the Muslims, they have fallen into that which is of extreme harm to them as relates to this particular affair. They have fallen into imitating the Jews in this characteristic. They have fallen into imitating the Jews in this characteristic that they will do to the Jew what they won't, I mean that they will do to the Gentile, excuse me, what they won't do to the Jew. So now you have Muslims doing the same thing. They'll sell to the Kufar what they won't sell to the Muslims. So now how is this any different? How is this behavior different? How does this behavior differ from what they themselves have fallen into, what they, what, what, what they themselves have done? And yet we're going to get on our soapbox and we're going to speak this about them and speak that about them. And yet we are acting like them. Hence the title, Don't Be Like Them. Hence the title, Don't Be Like Them. It is incumbent and it is a must that we understand this reality. It is incumbent and it is a must that we understand this issue and that we don't fall into that in which they themselves, these Jews, have fallen into. We don't act like them. Now, also I want you to consider this. Is that we are supposed to be individuals who come to areas and we enrich the area. How are you enriching the area when you're helping to destroy its inhabitants? You're helping to destroy its people. Now, how are you enriching that area? How are you forbidding evil when you're coming and you are the biggest peddler of evil inside that community. Anything from a scratch off to a lottery to alcohol to pig to pig skins, so on and so forth. You have it for sale and you have it at the ready. You're helping to destroy these individuals. How are you adding to the situation? How are you making it better? How are you being of benefit to mankind? How are you calling to good and forbidding evil? Where they can come inside your store and they can buy all type of evil they want to buy. And you provide it for them with the ease. And then, what kind of understanding do you have where you will have two registers? A register of halal commodities that you have sold, that you know this is halal. And a register of haram things you have sold. So it's haram and you separate the money. So this is an indication that you know this product is haram and you're still selling it. You know this product is haram and you're still selling it. Naam. How is this not being like the Jew? Likewise, it was from the ways of the Jews that they didn't bother calling the non-Jew to Judaism. They didn't bother calling the non-Jew to Judaism. Because in their minds, they have altered, they have altered understandings and they believe that guidance is inherited. That guidance is inherited. Naam? That you have to be born a Jew in order to be a Jew. You have from them those who believe that there's no such thing as conversion. That if you're a Gentile and you convert to Judaism, you're still a Gentile, you're still going to hell. So what's the point in calling them? So they don't call them. But... The Muslim, you corner store Muslim. You Muslim that have massage inside inner cities and the like. 
you who are not calling the people to Islam, how are you any different? How are you any different? Individuals have been inside inner city communities for years. But they're not calling the people to Islam. If anything, they're helping the people upon their kufr. They want to scratch off, I have to scratch off. You want alcohol, I have alcohol. You want items that will help you do haram, do illicit sexual acts, we have that for you. You want pig feet, you want pork skins, pork rinds, we have it for you. All type of haram stuff you want is here. Yeah, Allah Musta'an, how is this benefiting the community that you're in? Do you understand? And in these communities, in these communities that, that, that you come into, there are people in these communities who are in need of guidance and you're not calling them. There are people in these communities who need to hear about Islam and you're not calling them to Islam. Why? It's because you deem that they are not important. You deem that they are not yani, worthy to enter into Islam. Do you think that Islam is your own personal thing? You are worthy and they are not. You are this and they are less than. How are you better? How are you better and you're acting and behaving in this type of manner? How are you any better, better than the Jew in which you condemn for acting and behaving in that same manner? You condemn them for their characteristics, but yet you yourself adorn yourself with those same characteristics. Said characteristics, you embody them. And then you, and then you blame them and say, oh look, the Jew, the Jew, the Jew, the Jew. Yeah, subhanallah. When are we going to look at ourselves and benefit ourselves? If the Jew do what the Jew do, that's what the Jew do. Khalas. That's what they do. The question is, you Muslim, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you benefiting the people or are you a detriment to the community? You have misogyny inside of these communities for years. Don't call people to Islam. Kufar walk by all the time. No one invites them in. No one is calling them to enter into Islam, giving them literature about Islam, getting them to know the Muslims. No, you don't do that. You pat yourself on the back because you get involved in some inner faith. Naam. You pat yourself on the back because you get involved in inner faith, which is com a complete waste of time and complete destruction. Because in that inner faith, it is not your goal to call them to Islam. It's your goal to try to make them see that we are all so similar. Yeah, subhanAllah, what, what benefit is that? Similar in what? You think this is our mandate? You think this is our mission, our agenda to, 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 to point out the similarities between us and the people of the book? No. It is our agenda to invite them to accept Islam. That's our, that's our way. This was the way of the Prophet Wasallam. When the Prophet Wasallam, when he wrote to the different rulers, some of them from the people of the book, the Prophet ﷺ, he told them, Islam, Teslam, enter into Islam so you can be safe. He didn't tell them, oh, you're from the people of the book. You okay? We have some similarities. Everything is fine. No, he told them, he called them to enter into Islam because he wanted good for them. He wanted them to go to heaven. He wanted them to escape the hellfire. He wanted them to benefit. He wanted them to meet their Lord while their Lord is pleased with them. He wanted them to abandon shirk, to abandon polytheism. He wanted them to abandon the worship of other than Allah. He wanted them to establish worship to Allah and to Allah alone. He wanted them to truly and in reality be upon the way of Ibrahim. He wanted them to be upon the way of the prophets and the messengers in truth and in reality he didn't go to them and appease them by saying you had books and scriptures revealed unto you you're okay you're fine no but he called them to islam he called them to islam so how in the world are you fulfilling your obligation by going in and in, in, in dealing with interfaith when you're convincing everyone we all okay we all the same you are the biggest fraud you are the biggest disappointment. You are the biggest cheat to the people that you're doing this. You know they're worshipping Isa. And you know that the worship of Isa will land a person in hell forever. And, and you don't say nothing. They're worshipping Mary and Joseph and yeah, I mean, the saints, Mark, Luke, whoever. And 
You don't inform them that they have to abandon the worship of creation and they have to submit themselves to the worship of the creator only. You don't call them to la ilaha illallah. You don't call them to you don't call them to that how you a benefit you are a cheat you should be ashamed of yourself shame on you when we step back and we look at this situation how are you calling to good and forbidding evil the greatest evil you don't forbid it that being shirk the greatest good you don't call to it that being tawheed so what, so what use are you? You are worthless. You're worthless to the community. You're worthless to the neighborhood that you're in. You're worthless to yourself. This is the reality. And yet you want to talk about them. Don't be like them. That's what they do. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. You have to call the people to Islam. You have to call them to accept Islam. I don't care whether they're black. I don't care whether they're brown. I don't care whether any shade in between. I don't care whether they white. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever race, whatever background, whatever culture, so on and so forth. We're going to call them to Islam. You should be calling them to Islam. But let's look at this situation. You don't call them to Islam, but then you actually come into the communities and hurt them. Hmm. And then you wonder why they don't respect you. You wonder why they don't respect you, why they deem you as a joke? You wonder why you are the source of, of, of ridicule? That's why you're scared. That's why you got the bulletproof glass and so on and so forth. Because you put yourself in a situation where they're going to disrespect you. Because you yourself are being disrespectful and you're disrespecting them. Yeah. You put yourself in that situation. So now you got to handle your scandal. But you have to understand that it's not about you and the disrespect they have for you pales in comparison to the bad taste you put in their mouth about Islam. That's how the Muslims are. Then they understand well, that, that must be what Islam tells them to do. So then why would they want to accept that religion? Now you have become a fitna for the kuffar. Now they use you as an excuse why they're not going to be Muslim. Naam? And anybody out there that want to tell me... It's not like that, brother. It's not that bad. Anyone out there that want to tell me it's not that bad? Then my response to them is you can't argue with a person who knows firsthand about this. Can't argue with it. You can't argue with a person who is on the opposite side. And who saw the treatment of the Muslims to the non-Muslims. And who heard nothing from the Muslims about Islam. Individuals who I used to be in school with. Before I accepted Islam as a teenager. Individuals who I have known or who I knew since middle school. Since middle school. Who even called me their friend. Who even call me their friend. We're on the same sport teams. We'll hang out together after school. During school. So on and so forth. Even an individual. Who shall remain nameless. Naam, who even in the month of Ramadan. Will go with me to the corner stores. And buy food and so on and so forth. And he will hold it for later. And then when I will ask. Well, why are you not eating now? And say, oh I'm fasting. It's Ramadan. Didn't teach me nothing about Ramadan. Didn't tell me nothing about Ramadan. Didn't call me to Islam. It had to be people from outside of the community. Unfortunately, it had to be people who looked more like me. Who called me to Islam. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He guided me. And because I had known these individuals for so long. And I had known these individuals and. And, and, and even some of the individuals at the time, I, I never realized they were Muslim until I became Muslim. But then you start going over the names of people who you have known since seventh grade and the like. And you say, SubhanAllah, you're a Muslim. Yeah. 
So I will ask them a very serious and honest question. And it will embarrass them. And I'm glad it embarrassed them. I will ask them, you have known me for all this time. And we have you know, done homework together, projects together, so on and so forth. We have been friends on the same sport teams and so on and so forth. And you never called me to Islam? Why is that? I never heard about Islam from you? Allah guided me by the hands of other Muslims who don't even from this area? I never heard anything about Islam from you? Other people who I will ask them, subhanAllah, all these years, I never realized you were even a Muslim. It's only now that I recognize your name. That now I see that you're a Muslim. Assalamu alaikum. And then what, what is wrong with you? You see, obviously, that I have become a Muslim. Because I will go to school dressed like this. Naam. So obviously, I'm a Muslim. And even still, after all this time, you have seen this person you have known for so long, accepted Islam, and you don't even congratulate them, not even happy, and not even sharing the fact, oh, I'm Muslim too, alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. What kind of behavior is this? Is this befitting for Muslims to act in this manner? And then you wonder why they're not respected. You wonder why we're not respected amongst the general masses of the population. Should we be respected? So before you're going to tell me that's not the case, you're arguing with the wrong person, my brother. You're arguing with the wrong person, my sister. I know it's the case. Because I know firsthand. It is incumbent as Muslims that we benefit the area. We call the people to Islam. We invite them to what is good. We prohibit them from what is evil. We do not leave them on what they are upon to wander in their in their in their misguidance, to wander in their kufr and their shirk, and we don't say anything. This is not correct. If you want to look at it from another standpoint, if, if it encourages you from another angle, this is acting like a Jew. Don't act like a Jew. Don't be like them. That's Allah Ta'ala. And Yafa'na. بما سمعنا وأن يجعله حجة لنا ولا علينا وأن يوفقني وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضى وأن يجعلنا مباركا حيثما كنا وأن يجعلنا من من إذا أعطي شكر وضبطولي صبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء ثلاث عنوان السعادة إلى اللقاء Until next time we meet السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته